Hi, thanks for tuning in today. Welcome to another episode of The Smart Mouths, where science to social and history to human behavior are researched, compared, contrasted, debated, and debunked. We will always leave you with a little something you never knew. Welcome. I am Amy. I'm here with Mimi today. We are so excited to spend a little time with you today. Thanks for tuning into episode five, Phone Not Phony. <laughs> so we ta- started talking about doing an episode on phones. Such a the part telephone. of our life. It's such a huge part of our life. Mm-hmm. And I got to thinking, why do I even have a house phone? No. Do, you, do you have a house phone? No. I mean, I have a line, uh, but I don't have a phone, like a phone that I will plug into the wall. I don't have a phone. I don't even know why I have one. I mean, the, the calls come in. I barely look. I look at the caller ID uh-huh. just to see what it is. But now they've gotten a little crafty where it'll be like a local cell number. Yeah. And you're so like, you're kind of thinking, oh. oh, that's somebody I I know that I don't know their number. Or right. It's not coming out. So you answer it. And then another thing that I, I've, I've noticed they start doing, which I completely don't understand. So if somebody knows why they do this, please tweet us or Facebook us or something. Why do they call? And then you answer. Uh-huh. And then they hang up. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't understand it at all. You're so good that you answer. Well, I do it not because, well, I do it because I think it's somebody that I oh, yeah, right. that I know. I don't answer the ones that say private or unknown unknown, yeah. or even if I can decipher what the acronyms are. You know, I don't even, I don't answer those usually, but when I don't, when I think it's somebody I might know, I, I do answer. And then I'm like, what? Is, now they got me here yeah. and now they're going to hang up. So there must be some computer thing that like. Maybe I was the last person to answer and they already got somebody. So they. Or maybe it is like a, you know, the thing that sometimes comes on your computer, like, are you not a, are you a, make sure you're not a robot. Maybe they're like thinking it's some, something else. I don't know. That's interesting. But between the political calls and (laughs) the the inordinate number of chimney sweeps that call, it's chimney sweeps. I don't know. That must, that method must really work for them. The the house call for chimney sweeps all the time. I remember thinking when I was younger that, that that wasn't a real job, but it is. I mean, I've had people come and right. sweep the chimney. But. Right. That's interesting because me not having a landline phone, I, I don't, and I don't know, I'm a little bit like, uh, don't, you know, I don't pick up the phone anyway, unless I really, really, really know the yeah. number or says someone's name, I will just like let it, I don't, I don't know how many people do that, but it's nice that you even pick up the phone. Well, you're trying to still stay connected. I don't, it depends. <laughs> There's like a little bit of a... um uh, telemarketer roulette, sometimes an unfortunate one calls and they get a whole earful that they weren't <laughs> expecting. I'm like, oh, really? That's what's going on? You think that's what what, I, what we think? You know, so they get a whole earful about. And then they're like, oh, man, everything I, I wish I never called this I know, woman. they're like, oh, there's a few, though, by the end, I've had them agreeing with me. And they're like, you really don't need this product. I'm going to do what you say. And <laughs> let's just hang up. So. And then they're like, do you want a job? Yeah. <laughs> No, I don't. Oh, so I don't know. So, of course, I was so curious about it. So I did a little research. And according to the CDC, okay, 10 years ago, 9 in 10 households had landline phones, had the, home phones. 10 years ago. Okay. Only In 10 years. 10 years ago, 9 in 10. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. 90% of households had landline phones. Hmm. Now, okay, it's 1 in 2. Really? So five and ten. So one and two had a land only have a landline phone now. I mean, in ten years, think of that. That's shocking. I know. Yeah. 
I mean, think of this invention that's uh, was changed the world. Yeah. And now it's like been usurped, you know, by yeah. other technology. But another thing I found was more than 45% of children under the age 18 live in a wireless only home. Oh. So they'll never even know a landline. Oh, my gosh. Well, and like my kids don't even know what a phone connected to a wall. They're like, what is what? What is that contraption? Or how about when you had to stand near the wall <laughs> yeah. to talk on the phone? <laughs> totally. And everyone could hear what you were talking about. Or you drag the princess phone, the long cord from the wall into your room and then shut the door <laughs> so you'd I, have your phone in there. That's so funny. I told, so growing up, we had one of those, you know, the ones where the base, but the base moved. The base wasn't like on the wall. Like the, you had the base and then you had the receiver on top. And of course, you're always fighting with your sibling over the phone. Right. I'm fighting with my brother. Because you only had one phone line. If people had That's more than it. one phone line, I was like, whoa. I know. They're you, or how about loaded. picking up the phone somewhere else and you're like, mom's on the phone. <laughs> totally. Oh, they're loaded. Yeah. Yeah. If you had two phone lines, I was like, they're super rich. <laughs> yeah. So I was fighting with my brother and I, I wanted the phone. I got there first. I pick up the the, the, the handheld part of it, right? Yeah. And I started dialing. He, he took the bass and whipped it at me. I mean, like, because you're that close, right? Because it's all connected. Did a ding. Like, ding. <laughs> yeah. Just, I duck, you know. My, I was telling that to someone. They're like, I don't, a kid. And they're like, I, I don't understand. Right. Well, I know. I don't they understand. don't. Yeah. I don't. They don't. Anyway. So they say most young people now will never memorize a home phone number. They won't even know a number. In fact, I was watching this new show the other night. Okay. It's called Wrecked. It's on TBS. Okay. It's hysterical. It's, I mean, it's dark humor. It's the horrible things happening, but it's hysterically funny. I, I find it funny. It's my sense of humor. So they have, their, they, this plane crashes. They're on this island. <laughs> There's all these people that have different levels of selfishness in their world, but they're trying to get off this island, right? Right. So all the characters are getting developed as it goes along. So um, this guy finds a satellite phone, but it's only got a small percentage of battery. So like okay. five, four or five percent left on it. So he's like, okay, 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 all right. I found this number, and then these other three people come upon him, or I found this phone. So he's getting ready to make a call. And he's like, some, give me a note. Who should I call? None of them know a single phone number from memory. They don't oh have a single phone number. Oh, my God. So it's come, true. I know. So they come up with a couple numbers. One puts them in a in a voice, like a loop, you yeah, know, of yeah, information. Yeah. Another one is like one of somebody's voice. Well, I don't want to ruin the show for you, but it's just somebody, <laughs> their answering machine, which is not really an answering machine, voicemail, but mailbox. Right. So. But it's true. Like, how many phone numbers? I, I know my own. That's it. I don't even know. I mean, I know where my house where I grew up, but I know a lot. I don't know. I don't. Oh, know. I, it's, I know a lot of phone numbers. I mean, I even numbers. remember my phone numbers of my friends when I was young. Oh my gosh! I mean, I remember a lot of numbers from when I, I don't know, but that's uncommon. But I would it's imagine pretty, pretty the, useless now. <laughs> I need that. And I would imagine the back. people listening, they're like, "That's right." I, I don't know my mom. My so you know my I don't. Everything's in the you know you put I the know. name on it. You know I know. They, I know. No, 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 that's crazy. So I have to decide if I'm going to keep a home phone. I, there's still something in me that's like, I need it for 911. Yeah. What if I have an emergency? I need it for 911. But I actually think it's probably faster on your cell phone because you just think you press one button. It says emergency on there all the time. But yeah, there's still something about me that I. I yeah, it's just it's just uh, 
maybe security kind of thing, you yeah. know, that you're like, oh, jeez. I mean, how about, and how about it too? Like, don't you feel, if you've got your phone, if you don't have your phone, like either you've lost it somewhere or you oh. don't, like how people freak That's out. That's a whole separate episode. That's a whole separate episode. <laughs> so uh, whether you are an iPhone, an Android, or a BlackBerry Sorry, the BlackBerry people are going to kill me. Do people still use Blackberries? I don't, I don't know. Do they? I don't know if that's a thing still. But whatever kind of uh, whatever kind of smartphone user you are, um, the phone is a huge part of your life. I mean, it's 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 everything now. And uh, and you know, not only do people use it to call, but it's more and more increasing that they're using it in um, in personal ways. You know, with texts or tweets or posts, or emails, um, all that stuff. And so. I kind of um, was interested, like Amy pointed out, about this huge invention that was the telephone and uh, how it changed our life and changed life then. And uh, so Alexander Graham Bell, um, he he perfected his harmonic telegraph. That's what it was called. Telegraph was the thing at the time, and it was basically Morse code. Um, And he perfected this harmonic telegraph, which was... Uh, his idea of using um, current along wires to change, have the have the current um, tone change. And that's how he got the idea for the telephone. And actually, he was huge um, with the deaf population. He had oh. a deaf school. He was very big advocate for uh, the deaf at that time. And so he was working in these, with deaf children and, and family, people and stuff. So anyway, he came up with this. And on March 10th, 1876, he perfected um, the telephone. And he actually has a famous line that's, and I, I, you can go on the internet and listen to it, apparently. I actually really? did it, but you can go on and listen to what Ooh, he said for the very first that. time. He called his assistant uh, in the next room and famously said, Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. Um, and that was the first, the first telephone uh, exchange, wow. I guess. Um, and so it changed the world in enormous ways, right? Because now you could talk to people that weren't next to you, um, and you know, good and bad. Uh, it, it was a huge marvel. But interestingly enough, um, Alexander Graham Bell refused to have a phone in his study because what? he felt it would distract him from his work. Well, that's not brand loyal. Oh, well, but how, you know, the the prediction of, like, how about now when you're like, yeah. oh, you know, like, oh, the, the, take the cell phones away, take the iPads away, all that stuff. He Because, you know, they, they're distracting. He was like, no, it's distracting to me. So, so, like, even then, he was, people were like, oh, no, put the phone down. It's too much. So I thought that was really <laughs> interesting. But, um. Interestingly, one of the ways uh, that, uh, I mean, obviously the phone in so many ways affected uh, the world, but one of the things is before the phone uh, in, uh, in society, you couldn't just go up and talk to somebody you didn't know. You needed to be introduced. So if oh, you were at a, a... As a social grace, you mean? Yes, okay. right. So, you know, Amy knows... John, and I don't know John, but Amy would take me because I know Amy. She would take me and introduce me. This is Mimi, you know, and so... And then I can start speaking to this person. Okay. And it wasn't until then that I could speak to that person. But now the phone changes this, right? Because you start getting on the phone and you contact people who you don't really know. 
you know, you're, it's not really, so that was one of the ways. How about when, sorry, that's good. How about when you're like working with somebody for a long time on the phone and you've never met them and then you meet them in person and they're completely not what you thought they would be? Totally. (laughs) That's so great. It is because then you're like, oh, oh, okay. All right. I love that. Um, That used to happen to me a lot. Yeah. So that was one of the ways. Um, But one of the best ways I heard about the invention of the phone and, and actually um, Alexander Graham Bell the when he got the patent for the phone, I think it was something like the longest, the longest lawsuit patent. There were so many people who were taking credit for inventing the phone before. In fact, I guess uh, Elisha, Elisha Gray, um, he was within hours of going to the patent office <gasps> from Graham from from Bell within hours. So there was a big... But how did he know? Was he an assistant or something? No, or? it was some, completely different. And and there were even other people who said, no, 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 I've already done that. But Bell was the one who got the patent for it. Oh, so he but, might have been... But there was a lot of, um, you know, legalese that went on and actually who, you know, was, but he was the first one who, I mean, he'd done so much work and he, the sure. telegraph and all this stuff. So... He is well, yeah. accredited with that. But one of the best stories I've heard about the invention of the phone was the argument over how to greet someone on the phone. And um, apparently, uh, Thomas Edison, uh, who obviously was a huge inventor in his own right, um, but apparently Edison and Bell were some big rivals, which I thought was interesting. They got into a very heated debate about how you would greet someone over the phone. So according to Aman Shea, I believe his name is, I'm so sorry if I'm butchering it up. Um, he authored a book called The Phone Book, the curious history of the book everybody uses but no one reads. Um, this guy actually just does a little sidebar. He's a, he's very into words and he's he's a pretty pretty interesting dude. I mean, it's it's he wrote he read the whole dictionary, read the whole thing. Like he's wow. an expert on words and anyway, he's pretty cool. But um, so he he actually looked into the word hello. And um, so he purported reported that Thomas Edison was the one who liked the word hello. OK, he liked the word hello. And prior to he was kind of the sidekick in all this, though, because right, because Graham Bell actually invented it. Right. Right. Edison Edison's was not the one. Like who, right. The Edison. Side guy. OK. But I think because he was so involved in invention and and science of the world at that time, he's kind of like, well, dude, I mean, hello yeah. is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's got to be hello. OK. And um, but interestingly enough, prior to this, hello had not been in the English or yeah, I guess used in the English language for a very long time. And and it was not used as a greeting when it was. It was used as a kind of like a a shout to someone to get someone's attention, like, hello, what are you oh. doing there? You know, like, oh yeah, kind of thing. Not like, oh, hi, ho- hello, how are you? Oh, it was yeah. more like... My mom says, eoy. Oh. Yeah, eoy. <laughs> she yells it. And that's my grandma did that. She's where, from Scotland. She where used to do it? Where does I don't that know. come from? We need to find out where that's from. But they used to always do that, like yell across. They'd say, eoy. So that's interesting. Oh my gosh, that's totally interesting because Bell was born in Scotland. And he, I'll go back, I'll come back to hello in a second, but he insisted on ahoy. <laughs> oh my gosh. So that's so funny because your mom said eoy and he's, I mean, I, ahoy is definitely, I think he said it as a, you know, he liked nautical terms. I don't know. He was like, I'm not budging. Ahoy is going to be the, the the way you greet somebody when you pick up the phone, okay? So, um, but interestingly enough, just to get back to hello, we still kind of use hello that way, right? Like, so, oh, yeah. and back to the, like, hello, McFly, like, from yeah. back to the future, or hello. Yeah, we, I mean, I can't even think how many times I do it in my 
regular language. Um, usually when I'm driving. Yeah. Hello, Hello. get out of my way. <laughs> really? Um, but anyway, so Bell liked, uh, Alexander Graham Bell liked Ahoy so much that he used this to the day he died. Oh, gosh. He used it to the absolute day he died. So, and incidentally, if you are a, a Simpsons fan, um, you know, maybe you have always wondered why Mr. Burns from The Simpsons, the, who is, he's like, I didn't watch, I'm sorry. I didn't watch a lot of Simpsons. Is he like, like the evil guy or something? Yeah, like, he's like the business owner, I think. Yeah. So he always answers the, the phone, ahoy, hoy, ahoy, hoy. I did actually look at YouTube videos of that. Um, and could this be the reason that, uh, you know, the Simpsons creators were like, we're going to have Mr. Burns say ahoy. Yeah. Um, but uh, unfortunately, alas... Uh, hello. Ahoy, ahoy never caught on. And hello won the fight. And just think, we could be, it could have changed the song completely and it could have been, Ahoy oh. from the other side. <laughs> it could be that. You never know, right? Uh, so anyway, the uh, so the very first phone book, and interestingly enough, I knew this before I looked it up, was printed in New Haven, Connecticut and contained explicit directions on how to use the phone. It was a new contraption, obviously. Sure. People were like, people are now are like, how do I use this thing? What is this? But um, it was a one-piece thing where you spoke... You spoke into the gadget and then you moved it quickly to your ear. So oh. it was back and forth. It wasn't, uh, you know, one thing and you spoke into another thing. Um, so the directions clearly stated when you when you are not speaking, you should be listening. <laughs> well, that goes for life yes. in general. Can we have that book? Reprinted? I mean, that just keeps going. Um, and it says at one point you should begin by saying a hearty Helloa. <laughs> Helloa. And it's spelled H-U-L-L-O-A, but helloa. And then when done talking, the book says, you should say, that is all. Not by, like literally, you should say, that is all. That's what it says in there. And the other person should respond, okay. <laughs> I'm gonna, I think I'm going to institute this policy in my house. Yeah. <laughs> so think about it. Next time you call someone, be like, uh, that is all. And hang up. That is all. And I expect the other person to say, okay. Okay. And that's the end of the conversation. Um, anyway, it also describes that um, you call, you pick up the you pick up the device and the operator is on there. You tell the operator whom you want to speak to. And how, um, when you call that person or when you pick up the person, you tell them who you want to call. And then you should be careful that because anybody could be in the line at any time. Oh so think about that, like even now, like, you know, people listening to other phone conversations or whatever, but it, it literally says, um, any person using profane or otherwise improper language should be reported at this office immediately. So like you could pick up the phone and be in someone else's conversation and you need to be careful what it says. Be careful what you're saying because yeah. people can hear what you're saying. And, and guess what? If you're saying bad stuff and doing bad things... You're going to be reported to the office. So the NSA. <laughs> oh, that's right. They do that now. Yeah, that's right. So yeah. So hello, hello. Oh my gosh, the phone. It, and you know what I think is so interesting is that now, I mean, the phone, like you said, is such a big part of our life. But what we call a phone has actually sort of usurped the the use of talking on the phone. I mean, how much. Yeah, of course, we talk on our cell phones, but we use it for so much more than talking. You almost use it more for writing, right? You know what I mean. And and then, but it's 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 so interesting to me because it's it's shrunken this whole conversation 
like the physical conversation and it's completely bastardized writing like to where it's like single letters oh. mean whole words and acronyms mean whole sentences totally and this informality or or the number of times you have um made a typo but it completely changes the whole meaning of the sentence totally where you're like you say all right i pick up but you meant you pick up so now you've completely now it's a threes company now the whole thing is like completely confused nobody knows what's happening and then you're starring what you meant to say but yeah well, and the keyboard's so small, it's right? So, so the I and the U are next to each other. And and it's funny because what you say about, like, you know, just putting the U instead yeah. of writing out Y-O-U. And um, a, a good family uh, relative of mine is a comedian, and he has this whole spiel about how, like, not only is OK an abbreviation, but now you just put K. K. Like, you have an abbreviation K. for an abbreviation. Like, you know. K-K. Have you seen K-K? No. Some people do K-K. That's like, OK. Oh. Also means K. Why wouldn't you say okay, right? KK. Just okay. I mean, it's. Have you ever have you ever seen the website? Um, look this up if you're listening. Damnyouautocorrect.com. No, it's hysterical. It's all these phone conversations where a typo has like spun off into this like re- hilarious. I mean, you could look <laughs> at this website for hours, and it's these hysterical misunderstandings and conversations that I mean, some of them are. I mean, I'm crying laughing yeah. at some of them, but it's damn oh, you autocorrect. I don't think we'll put it in the show notes okay. so, so people can look at that. But I mean, that would never, some of the stuff would never happen if you were writing it or speaking it. So that's what I mean. Like we call it a phone, right. but you're using it for communication, but you're writing, but it's not the same writing that you would be doing if you're handwriting or if you're speaking, right. you know, the message that you're sending along. I mean, and even handwriting is like cursive is sort of limped along in school. I know they still sort of teach it in grade school no but I mean cursive and handwriting and perfecting all that is just it's kind of a lost art and they those the fine motor stuff I know and they don't replace it really with typing like there's not like a typing class that you are taking in place of handwriting so then I mean they don't because of spell check I mean you almost don't even have to know how to spell right yeah which is I'm sorry this it's one of my pet peeves like it literally I'm like okay no. Spelling. Spelling. Spelling is one of my pet peeves. Like, just, I know. It bugs me. For sure, this generation doesn't know what home row is or any, you know. Mm-hmm. So I knew a wonderful woman by the name of Rose Matusek who passed away last year. She was 95. And she was one of the first handwriting analysts. Um, and in fact, she wrote to Dewey Decimal System in 1980, urging um, the Library of Congress to remove... Um, the study of handwriting from the occult category. Okay. Um, and as she described it to me, it was kind of an entertainment category. Okay. To a science category. So it did get, it worked and it was moved to the psychology grouping. Yeah, because that makes sense though. I mean, now they use it in, don't they use it in like legal proceedings? Oh yeah, she like, worked on, she worked on a, case, a criminal case, I know at least one, and um, she was she was such a great person. She was fascinating. She was so joyful, and she had the quickest wit uh-huh. that you you. I mean, even full of in her nineties. Yeah, person. she was so neat. But yeah. she just said, "This is a science. This is not for entertainment purposes." Mm-hmm. And there was so much to actual handwriting, and so I found. Um, so then, thinking about the cell, you know, there's like this this contrast of like you're using the phone for 
not really what we think the phone is for, but we're using it for writing. So we're kind of losing the handwriting, mm-hmm. the personal nature of the handwriting. But then we're also have become sort of addicted to this device that's oh my like gosh. communication constantly coming out. And like I said, that's probably a whole separate episode. But for sure, I found on the richest.com, the average person checks their cell phone. Are you ready for this? 110 times a day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. I mean, that's crazy. Worldwide, here's another one. Worldwide, more people have cell phones than toilets. Oh. And by 2015, the number of mobile devices will exceed the number of people on Earth. Oh, my gosh. They're taking over. That's crazy. And 12, this is this is so dumb, 12% of adults use the cell phone, use their cell phone in the shower. Oh my gosh. I don't even get that. Really? Come on. Come How on. do you even do that without ruining it? I don't know. Maybe they've got, they, now that everything's, I just heard this morning on the radio, uh, uh, and now I'm going to advertise someone, something, I think it's a Samsung phone that oh. is shatter resistant and water resistant. Oh. Now, I mean, like, I don't even think you need a special case. Wow. They could go in the shower with that Samsung Samsung, you should don't accidentally us. take a picture. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> so I do think though the cell phone, and like I said, there's a whole there's I know there's so much research on this and so much that goes on with it, but the cell phone does create this perception of like a safety zone where people are commenting and writing quips and they're protected and hidden. And um, this is more on a serious note, but I read this example lately, recently that really hit home with me. And I'm going to read it because I think that um, I think this is a filter when you're using your cell phone that you should think through, think about before you type or send anything. Okay. Um, So yeah, recently um, you've, Everyone's heard about the little boy who was attacked by the alligator yes. in Orlando, which is horrifically sad and devastating. So devastating for these parents, and it, it was horrible. But you know, there was an article, and it's called titled "Put Down Your Pitchforks," and it's on ScaryMommy.com. And the line that stuck with me, um, and I think, it, like I said, should be applied to everything that you're writing is. Um, after people have written all these comments about what were the parents doing, where were the parents, and, you know. I know. Which is <clears throat> horrible. 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 It says, this is the quote, can you walk up to that mother and say those words that you just typed out last week? Would you be willing to say to that person's face what you just typed in that? Right. And and, and this is a very um, raw situation. So mm-hmm. I think it hits home with a lot of people, especially parents. But think about that with anything that you write. Like, would you write that out on paper? Would mm-hmm. you say that out? You know, and that's I think that's kind of what the cell phone sort of changed the mm-hmm. level of discourse because people can just shoot things off and you know, yeah, and we know with all the technologies people can do that. Really anonymously. I mean it's not like not quite not because you whatever you have your your you know your name tagged to it or the Twitter or whatever it is, but I mean, you don't have to look that person in the face. And I know um, similarly with the boy that fell into the gorilla pit not too long, a few same weeks thing. ago, same right. thing. They were saying terrible things about that mother. And she, I mean, even the even the witnesses were like, no, she was there. She was, it just, it just takes a, it just takes like a second. second. It just right. takes a second. It's, it's, you know. So I think handwriting, there, so there's that aspect of, you know, you're thinking through more what you're doing when you're handwriting, your handwriting, and kind of a deeper connection. And it's like holding a book and reading a book versus uh, reading something. There's something about the screen that separates you from 
the effects of it. And I read a great article by Kelly Needham, 10 Reasons to Reclaim the Lost Art of Letter Writing. She says, one, letters are personal. They contain effort. Your handwriting, your choice of stationery, even before the words are read, you have sent something that no one else could send. No one else has your handwriting or your taste in cards. In a way, there is something vulnerable about this. You are revealing a part of yourself to the recipient, and that immediately softens the heart. It does. It does. I just loved that. I thought that was yeah. so true. Um, she also says, uh, letter, letters are a gift of time. Um, letters force you to speak slowly. And, mm-hmm. you know, everyone's so busy right now. If you can give somebody time, like even um, for my husband, like for his, there's nothing that anybody needs. You know, people right. don't need things. So the kids, um, we spent the weekend like power washing the patios and cleaning the furniture and doing that kind of stuff because that gives somebody time. No, you know, people don't need more things. You need more time. Right. And that's a really hard thing to give. So if you can give somebody a a handwritten letter, it's so it's very sincere. It's very intimate. It shows that you took time, you care and you gave that attention, Mm -hmm. you know. And also I feel like, too, I mean, think about, you know, um, my grandmother recently passed, you know, and she was, uh, uh, she loved to write poems. And she wrote them in her own handwriting that um, all of my aunts took uh, and put into a book, a Shutterfly type book, you know, and it's her writing. I love that. I'll see you forever. You know, like it's in this book now and she, um, you know, she's passed on and she was a wonderful lady and it was awesome. But I'll always see her like, I mm-hmm. I know, I know, I knew when a card came in, I'm like, oh, it's from grandma. Like I just from, knew from just front, yeah. when it said Mimi, you know, Mimi uh-huh. and my address and everything. I, I just knew it was from her. You know, like it, it makes it, it does. does. I have recipes from my grandma, both of them. Um, I love to cook. And so I have all their um, yeah. recipe books and their cards and their notes and things that they copied or if they've made a um, adjustment to the recipe. And it's all my one grandmother was from Scotland. So she has a very different kind of style of handwriting. But again, I can recognize her handwriting. My other grandma, same. I, yeah. You'd know instantly. Right. Because it's more of an old world kind of style of writing. Yes. And very beautiful. So. Yeah. Letter writing is really um, a lost art. You know, there is um, another quote. I'm going to read really quick. I, I saw this other quote in an article I read. It said, "Why letter in this article, why letter writing still matters in a digital age. Let me just read this to you. There is something remarkable, just the thought of that. The thought of someone sitting down for you, taking out a piece of paper for you, focusing their mind on the words they write for you. And through sloppy cursive and a cramped hand, they managed to tell you all the things that have ever mattered in between the lines. I care. I'm here. I think of you often. You're more than just words on the screen to me. Oh, Which wow. I think that's so sweet. I just, that just really resonated with me. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I've always thought, and I know that you do too, like, I think it's really important to write thank you notes. It takes no time. Right. I mean, it does seem like it takes time in life, but... Um, and for your teacher to your kids, pass it on to your kids, mm-hmm. write thank you notes. And when they're little, it's hard. It's heavy lifting to sit there yes. while they're scratching out each letter. But even if they just write thank you and sign their right, name, and their name. Like, <clears throat> it's just the habit. You know, I know of a good friend who wanted a research position with um, this professor, went in the one time, professor basically shut the door on him. Went in the second time, professor said, who are you? Shut the door on him. Mm-hmm. You know, this, he stayed strong. He just wrote the very, you know, um, beautiful note, little handwritten note, sent it to this professor and just said, I've just so enjoyed my time at this school. I really enjoyed being in your class. Thank you so much for everything. And just sent it off just with no expectation. Mm-hmm, you know, it wasn't, mm-hmm. 
he didn't expect anything to come of it. Gets a call from the professor's assistant and said, I don't know what you said in that or what you did. Oh, my God. Come back. And he ended up being a research assistant to this person. So that's awesome. And especially, I mean, that was years ago, but especially in this day and age when nobody does that. Right. And I'm not saying you do it to like, oh, I'm special or stand out or thing, but it's just it just is so powerful and so meaningful for somebody to get a handwritten letter from you. And I I find it interesting, too, because I feel like we're at a time in this world in this you know age that you know everybody wants to be individuals right mm-hmm. i want to be seen for who i am i want i'm this i'm that i'm you know this is my profession this is my sex this is my race this is who i am but then they don't take that time to to do something that would set them apart you know like right. like like your friend who just, i mean that's that's why he got that call I i'm know. sure i'm for sure. sure yeah yeah. And they say letters stick around. Like emails get filed, da da da. But a letter, I I mean, I almost if somebody writes me a letter or even a handwritten card, like I, I have a drawer. I don't throw them away. There's something about that would seem almost offensive about it's one thing if the it's a greeting card and someone yes. just signs their name to it, that's different. Right. But if somebody writes you a note, you know, and then every once in a while you stumble across it and you read it and you're like, Oh gosh, remember that time in my life? Yeah. You know, that's Yeah. I mean, it's very I think it it's like that said, it's very it is vulnerable. You're exposing part of yourself, but it's also very authentic because mm-hmm. it's who you are and it's your own right. You know, there's nothing between you, you and the card, yeah. you know, it's just the pen. You find a good pen, even if it's a cheap pen, you find yeah. a, a pen you really like. You, you know, sometimes you're writing, you're like, oh, I really like how that. I totally. I am so good at S's, you know, <laughs> or like, <laughs> I'm really bad at G's though. Like I, I do kind of a fake G, but you know, things like that. Like yeah. you just Find a way, but sometimes I'll make a really good G, and I'm like, ooh, isn't that funny? Yeah, and you really like to write the word vacuum. I too. really <laughs> like to write the word vacuum with all those U's. But I have a couple little ideas for for anybody who is inspired by this conversation at all. I'm going to say today, write a card, a letter, even if it's on a Whatever. piece of legal paper. Yeah, it might look like a ransom note. <laughs> no, just think of a friend you haven't talked to in a long time. Write them a quick note. How are you? What's go, something that's going on in your life? And drop it in the mail. And I think you will be floored by the reaction. Yeah. I think you'll get, even if you get a phone call, like it's better than an email or, you know. It's true. You, you'll get a phone call. You'll get a letter back. I know. So this is something we, when um, my kids were smaller and they'd have a friend move away, mm-hmm. something that I, we used to do is that we would take, I'd go to the post office and you can buy pre-stamped postcards. They're just white cards. But okay. It, the postage is printed on there. Okay. And so I would get a stack of those, maybe 10 or 15 of them, and we'd we'd address them to all their friends in their little group of friends or, you know, a bunch of them to us and Yeah, and a bunch of them to someone. And we I just tie them with a bow and we'd give them to the friend like as, you know, a little part, you know, going away. Going away present. Gift. And then when, every once in a while, you'd get one in the mail because it's nothing for them to do. They just yeah. write a little note on there and they tell you what they're what Put was in going the mail. on. And it's the sweetest little gift. Yeah, that, yeah. That people, I mean, they really get a kick out of in you. you That's know. great. That's a great suggestion. Yeah, I mean, it's very inexpensive never... and it's a nice little thing to do. And people are surprised by it because you can put different addressees on there. So right. it's not just to you. You're not right. just being selfish. Like, send me a note every week. But <gasps> but I, I would do that. <laughs> <laughs> I did definitely put more for us. But, um also, here's another idea. Have your kids um, write a letter to their siblings. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. It's, I, I've, I'm not like I sit around and have all these like great Martha Stewart ideas, but I've done, I did it one time and it was great. I want to do it again and have them 
do that. Cute. Tell you them always, something about themselves because, or about about they would say to their sibling about their sibling, and sometimes it's not always flattering, <laughs> but it is funny because they're gonna look back and be I like, "I don't like how much you hit me." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that was a great one. Um, and then uh, have have a have a. I said make a friend a pen pal. Well. I don't really, I don't really have a pen pal, but there are a couple people whose Christmas cards. Um, this old neighbor, this neighbor we had, who um, he just writes a really beautiful card, like a hand update on what his daughter's doing. Um, he became a widower, which we knew his wife, you know, when Aww. we're neighbors with them, and then he's since remarried, and um, you know, we've just gotten updates on their life, and we just, and then I consequently return a letter to him because I don't feel like sending him just. You know, Christmas cards have become like a direct mail campaign at yeah. this point. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like, here's a picture of our family. But yes. but if somebody sends you a letter, you're going to send them a handwritten letter. I just think yeah. it's, and I really read his letters and it's like, oh, so sweet. And those know? are the ones that stick out to you. You'll yeah. always, and you'll look forward to them every year. You'd be like, oh, I, where, do we get that letter yeah, from so and so? Yeah, totally. And I, I send one to a professor from college. That was, yeah. there's, there's two, you know, handwritten awesome. ones so and I just say stock up on like tra- I love going to Trader Joe's mm-hmm. and th- Trader Joe's has great carts and they're very inexpensive and they have a wide variety of them and get ones you don't even think you're going to need like right. get up on you know get a congratulations a how are you, you? a thank you yeah. an anniversary get whatever because then you and you know a, a sympathy card if you just have a stack of them right I think they're like a dollar there if you have a stack of them yeah. then when the thought crosses your mind you just shoot it out. Right. Like then it's there. Then you don't add an errand into the idea. Right. Do you know what I mean? You right. already have one. You have a stack of them in your drawer. And Right. Because we, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, st- we're still, we're busy. We're still going to text. We're still going to email. But if that's a great idea. If you have the stack there, that's one less thing that you have to do. Right. You know, like. And then you can, if you're sitting there and like, I'm going to send this off. And then also Walgreens sells stamps now. So next time you're at Walgreens, buy some stamps. Yeah. Buy two sheets of stamps. Walgreens. Then you have them. Then it's like. You, you're sitting you're sitting there you can do this thing and it's done and, right and it's a really personal thing that people don't do but I really I love to get a card in the mail I know I it love is. it it's nice it's I nice. love it so I promise you you will make someone's day yeah I I mean I think so for sure and I think you know that you know the takeaway from this is the phone is a part of our life it's not going away it is what it's here it's here to stay so um but don't forget the little, those little things, especially when you want to make an impression, like when you, especially when you want to make an impression on someone. Um, so anyway, we, um, we've actually gotten a lot of comments and, um, you know, fun things from our previous, uh, episodes that we've released. If you haven't listened to them, please listen to them. But, uh, some of the things that people are liking is, uh, you know, we kind of talk about some movies that pertain to the subject, talk about some books. So I'm going to kind of throw out a, a few movies and books here that, were uh, stood out to us and you know on the topic we're talking about phone not phony um so one of the movies and i love i love that it was 1985 i mean come on now um secret admirer with Lori laughlin who um i love Love and love her and c thomas howell um and that is a uh, writing letters, uh, definitely writing letters back and forth. There's some miscommunications that happen, and it's obviously a secret admirer. You don't know who it's from, you know, yeah. kind of thing. So that's a good one. Um, one of the books uh, that I just literally, when I think about this book, I 
feel like I, I think of it, it, the word that comes out of my mouth is a gem. Like this book is just such a great book and it's the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society by Annie Barrow. And this book is completely written um, by letters. So when you're reading the book, it's letters that people are sending to one another. Um, and it takes place during World War II. And it's a fabulous book. Um, of course, I we did already um, cite the Back to the Future. Hello, McFly. I mean, that's a classic. You can't, you know, I know that's just one little line in that movie, but it's a great movie. And then um, we'll also put a YouTube link on there for um, Ahoy Hoy from The Simpsons. <laughs> Mr. Burns. <laughs> Mr. Burns. Um, so for you guys to actually hear hear him say that, I think there's a whole clip where he does it a lot of times, you know, in all different all different situations. It's really funny. So, um, uh, so thank you so much for listening to us. We hope we left you a little smarter or at least a little more knowledgeable. To hear this podcast and future podcasts, please visit our website at thesmartmouths.com. Follow us on Twitter at the underscore smartmouths and like us on Facebook. Also subscribe to our podcast so our new cast will be waiting for you when you're ready to listen. Yes, we are on iTunes, so add us to your podcast list. So the new podcast will be there for you when when you're ready. If you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends and check back for more podcasts to come. Uh, Our next podcast will uh, be called Surviving Summer with integrative health coach Christine Trainer as our first guest. Oh, yay! It will I be love terrific. Christine. She's a great friend of the show, and we are thrilled to have her. Long gone are the lazy days of summer. How can we get these back? Summer has become more busy than the year. Yeah. And the holidays. For and sure. And I want to just lounge around. So Christine is going to give us some tips on how to get back to that. I love it. So thank you and check back for everything you never knew. Bye. Bye.